Jordan, open. Chicago with the lead. Bryant to shot. Not a game, not a game. We talking about practice. LeBron James with no record for human life. And he's going to G'day and welcome to the Ball Boys NBA podcast, the season finale, regular season anyway, edition. I'm joined with my good mate, Cal. My name's Mitch Casey. How are you, Callum? How you doing, man? Mitchy boy, all good things come to an end, right? Uh, we got the playoffs to look forward to, but the regular season has farewell. Yeah, it's, it's come to a close. It's been an interesting season, a few firsts, a few new things that the NBA has tried out. Um, bit of a tumultuous season at times, but lots to reflect back on, which we'll do today, and then also lots to get excited for. I, I love this time of year as a, as a fan, as a, a viewer of the NBA. Um, the regular season can stretch on a little bit. Um, that's why I love fantasy, because it keeps me involved, but um, the, the playoffs is like a pure fan point of view, I just think is the best part of the NBA, so I'm, I'm very excited for that to kick off this weekend. That's right, dude. Playoffs. And, and we've also got some playing tournaments as well, so it's, it's a new year. Yes. Yes. Have you, have you managed? We had one today. Did you manage to catch any of that? Um, I, I just watched some Jason Tatum highlights. I was at work today, yes. unfortunately, and in Australia, which yes. means I can't watch them live. Um, but I, yeah. I will probably go back. I wanted, wanted to watch that full game. Uh, that was the game yeah. I was more intrigued with. Um, yep. this, the first game, I believe, the Hornets pretty much got blown out. Yeah, the Indiana dominated really um, from a combined effort. Really, like it looked like the the whole team sort of pitched in, and they looked pretty strong. So we've got the Hornets versus the Indiana Pacers as a result of that to get that last spot in the playoffs. Uh, sorry, no, the the Pacers versus the Washington versus Washington. Who do you seat. who do you yeah who do you reckon is going to get that get that last spot? Um, I, I'm going to give it to I'm going to go Washington. I think Washington will put it yep. together. It's going to be close, though. It could go either way. Um, it's intrigue, intriguing that Karis LeVert was out today um, because it's yes. some kind of protocol measure. So depending if he's back, that could be a big difference maker. Yeah. I'm, I'm leaning Indiana at this stage. Um, I don't know. I've just never... I don't know. You you know me in, in Westbrook. Like I just feel like <laughs> Indiana, they, they have a bit more of a diverse team, a bit of a deeper team. I mean, I don't know. Maybe, maybe the two stars in Washington go off and, and put it together. They've been they finished the season on a big tear, so they do have a bit of momentum coming in. But again, this last game, the momentum. I don't know. Maybe it's sort of dried up. So have you seen they didn't what play Russell too well. Been putting up the past month, just oh, it's been crazy. It's been it's been it's been putting up twenty three, fourteen, and fifteen. Like, yeah, it's it's been <laughs> it's been crazy from a raw statistical That's point of view. But this like. Yeah, yeah, Damn. yeah. But I don't know. I still, I, no matter how many stats, Russell Westbrook stats he put in my face, when it comes to like playoffs or play-in tournaments, I'm still skeptical. Like today's game, super inefficient, um, you know, didn't shoot the ball well at all. When it comes down to crunch time, I don't know. I just don't trust his decision-making. So That's fair. That's I don't fair. know. I don't know. It's fine he puts up these stats, but I, I'm always going to be skeptical. And maybe he'll prove me wrong this time, but... I don't know. I'm going to lean the paces slightly. I think I do think it'll be close. We've also got the West playing tournaments tomorrow, which maybe by the time this 
you know, podcast comes out, might have already have happened, but let's let's go ahead and make some predictions. We've got an exciting 7-8 matchup, Lakers and Golden State. What are your thoughts there? Right. Who, who takes that one? This is what I want to happen. I want yep. Steph Curry to go off for 50 points and for Golden State to win. Right. Um, and then... And then the reason I want to do that is because I, I want the Lakers in the in the eighth seed, because I just prefer LeBron to go up against Utah. I think I think it's better for for the Utah to get knocked out, and also that's just LeBron just being a good friend to Chris Paul. He, he doesn't want to go against Chris Paul in the first round. Um, and also yeah. um, a bit of a shout out to bloody the Clippers who decided to tank their last two games against the Rockets and um, who was it the Pistons or someone someone else atrocious they just lost those two games to dodge the Lakers in terms of um, where they are in the, in the standings. So if the Lakers do drop to the eight, I would love to see Lakers Clippers in the second round because I feel like they did try and dodge them. Do you really think they try to dodge the Lakers specifically because it's so hard to predict where the Lakers are going to be? You know, like I feel like they were just. Resting their guys, they didn't really care. Uh, I reckon they were dodging. I reckon they knew exactly yeah, okay. what they were doing. Fair enough, fair enough. I mean, they beat Dallas last year. Maybe they reckon they can get them again. I don't know. Um, interesting, interesting take. <laughs> I think I think as much as that would be nice, I'm still going to pick the Lakers. Assuming that LeBron and AD play. I mean, they're both not listed as confirmed at the time of us recording. I think LeBron is probable... Uh, AD is questionable, but I fully expect both of them to play. Like, so do I. I don't know. I just, I, I don't expect them to sit this one out because it's literally do or die now. So, I mean, they've got one game in the back pocket, but I don't think they want to use that. Um, I think a, a matchup against Phoenix is better than a, than a Utah matchup personally. So, yeah, I think, I think they'll, I think they'll get it. And then I also think Golden State will beat the winner of Memphis and and San Antonio personally. So I think both these teams make it in the playoffs regardless. So do I. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, who do you think will win San Antonio and Memphis? I'd probably go with Memphis. Um, that, that's yeah. my gut feeling. That's they're, they're deep. They're a good team. I think John Morant has been a bit up and down in the clutch this season, but um, I still think he'll... It's just a solid team. Valentunas has been balling as well. He's been putting up yes. 25 and 12 every, every night. Yeah, they're another team that's been sort of like, you know, charging in home in the, in the home stretch, winning a few games. So I, I think I picked them too. I think the Spurs just don't have the talent. Uh, as good as Greg Popovich is, I think Memphis just has more star power, more depth, and just um, better guys that fit together. So, yeah, I think I'll, I'll pick Memphis from there. But I do, don't see either of them making the, the playoffs in the long run. Uh, I apologize in advance, guys. I've been feeling a bit under the weather, so if my voice sounds a bit off or I have to stop and blow my nose, just just stay with me. I apologize, uh, and thanks for sticking with us for those listeners out there. Um, we're going to do a, a few different segments today. Obviously, it's the end of the, the regular season, so half our show we dedicate towards fantasy basketball. So today we're going to go through the Fantasy Season Awards, okay? This is the Ball Boys Fantasy Season Awards, so uh, very prestigious event um, for all those involved. <laughs> we're going to start right at the top here, um, and we're going to award the Fantasy MVP. We're going to have three nominees and then the winner as well. So, Cal, do you want to throw out who you have as sort of three worthy contenders for this award? Um, so the Fantasy MVP, I have um, Nikola Jokic as a nominee. I also yep. have uh, Steph Curry. As a nominee, yeah, um, I've also thrown a bit of surprise out there and uh, put in Big Vucevic as a an MVP just just because he was a bit of a steal where you got him and he, he could carry. So those are my three MVP candidates. Do you agree? 
I do. We're in complete agreement. Oh, okay. um, I think this <laughs> this one's a pretty easy one because all I sort of really did was flick on the uh, total team awards. Um, you know, like the, the cumulative of the season, and these were literally one, two, and three. Um, so. If you drafted one of these guys, or even potentially two of these guys, like yourself, Callum, you would have had a you would have had a good year. Uh, although it doesn't always ensure that you win, so um, you know I think these are great players. That none of them were drafted. I don't think maybe Steph was in the top five, but few few jumps up the rankings uh, from these guys. So um, lots of them, most of them played most of the games throughout the year. Um, I think on a per rank value, Jokic and Steph were one and two. Vucevic down a bit, but obviously Vuce had played a lot of games. Lots of injuries up the top of the the league this year, so I think these are uh, pretty much the clear standouts for this award. Do you, um, probably not a huge surprise. Who's who's your winner no, in this award? It's got to have to be Nikola Jokic. Um, he fits yeah. any build. He is not a liability at all. Twenty six, ten, and eight. Like those assist percentages yeah. is absolutely huge. The steals are elite as well. Um, I guess you can. I can't believe. Go ahead, yeah. I can't believe this. I was going to say I can't believe the steals kept up the whole season. I was really surprised of all the stats that that at that particular stat the most. Um, he's known. Didn't for think steals. he was a he's, high a, he's a smart, feisty player. So I, w- I wouldn't say he's known for the steals, but yeah, he is. Um, he is a crafty player. But fantasy wise, I don't think he's. I think this is by far the highest he's had. He, he obviously started, I think there was one point he's averaging like 1.8 steals a game, so it did come down, but it's still to nearly get one and a half. Like, that's that's pretty great. He got more steals than Steph Curry this year per game. That's a surprise. <laughs> yeah, very, very, very surprising. Um, yeah, I agree. Jokic, regular season MVP, fantasy MVP, played 72 games, didn't miss a single game, so... It's just the, the clear choice per game, total value. He's runaway favorites. So um, congrats if you drafted Nikola Jokic. Thank you. Let's go into... Let's, yeah, you're welcome. Uh, let's go into uh, probably not the award you want to win, but the bust of the year, the, the pick that you had you just tearing out your hair. Um, let's hear the nominees for you here, Cal. Um, so, so my three nominees, I've put Anthony Davis at a, as a nominee. Uh, then have Devin Booker as another nominee, followed by Hassan Whiteside, and then a bit of an honourable mention to Eric Bledsoe, who had an absolutely shocking season. <laughs> yes, Eric Bledsoe did have a shocking season. I'm sure we all dropped him, or should have dropped him, halfway through the season. I think I think he's a bit back towards the end of the roster for us to, to, to nominate here. Yeah, um, I agree with Anthony Davis. Um, never thought I would pick that at the start of the year. I thought, you know, this guy's a lock to be, you know, top two or three. He's been consistent every single year. So that really surprised me. Um, and for that reason, he's a big bust. I'm going to throw out another a couple of names that you didn't mention. We can discuss who, who stays in and who doesn't. Um, Yusuf Nurkic is on my list here. He was um, very hyped in the preseason. I was very high on him. There's a lot of other fantasy pundits were um came in hot in the bubble last year averaging those huge numbers was drafted in the second round in some places or if not the second the third round um often one of your first bigs picked um was shit all year at the start of the year got injured with that broken hand the only thing that saves him is that towards the end of the year he did start to show his potential but by then i think for most teams that drafted him it was uh, a bit of too little too late uh, from from that point, uh, so I'm, I'm going to nominate Nurkic. What are, what are your thoughts on him? Would you have him over any other ones that you 
can I sway you to, it, to take off? Uh... Um, just the, the lack of games is, and even you look at his stats, I mean, he only put up 11 points a game. So you, you definitely could sway me. Um, his preseason rank was 34, and he dropped to 114. So that, that, that is a shocker um, for the entirety of the season. I, I, yeah. I, I'd happily throw him in. I guess maybe over Hassan. He was, um, but he was—he's been shocking too. He was fifty. Oh, Hassan in, in the preseason I think, and dropped to three hundred and ten. I think I want to give Hassan a, a bit more of a shout out than Devin Booker. I know I never know Devin Booker's ranking doesn't look too good next to his ten in the preseason rankings. Um, he's ranked seventy eighth on Yahoo for total per game value. But you've got to take into account the fact that he's got a high turnover. It's the steals and blocks that drag him right down. Um, and even so he's still kind of low this season as well. Like. Yeah, but he, he still he still gave you you know twenty five points, four assists, four rebounds. The percentages are both excellent. Um, so I don't know. I, I have I have a hard time giving him the top three bust selection. Uh, even though he was disappointing, I think there are, there are worse busts out there. Yeah, that, that's fair. Look, I'll take uh, Devin out, and we can throw your man in, um, Nurkic. Nurkic. All right, here's where I want to have a discussion between another big man and Hassan Whiteside. Who was the biggest disappointment? And maybe this is a bit of my own personal feelings, but I do remember there was some hype with this guy in the bubble again. I know he was injured at the start of the season, but still, Jaron Jackson Jr. is uh, <laughs> has to be has to be in consideration as the bus pick of the year. How could I forget? Um, How could I yeah, forget? I mean, I mean. Yeah, just sucks. Like, I was already out of the playoffs by the time he decided to play a game. So, for that, for me, he's he's one of the... He's my biggest bust of the season because, obviously, I drafted him, I think, in the seventh round or something like that. So, literally just wasted a pick. Just threw out my pick. I had one less pick than everyone else. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, that, that one stings a little bit. Um, do you think we get him over Hassan? I know Hassan basically got so bad that you had to drop him pretty quick. So maybe that's worse over an injury. I'm not sure. Um, look at the preseason rank. I guess they are kind of similar. Preseason was 67. Um, for, yeah. For Jaron Jackson Jr. And then his, his total value ended up being 354, which is no surprise. He didn't play any games. So yeah. I think that is a good pick. Um, him and, they're, they're pretty similar. I mean, Hassan was 50 down to 310. So that's a pretty pretty outrageous drop as well. Um, I think. Look, let, let's open up the four worthy candidates and, and take a pick, eh? Yeah, yeah. I think I think they're all pretty shocking. Um, I mean, I know it's not Jaron Jackson's fault. It's probably more Memphis's fault for not telling us anything about the injury beforehand. So maybe you know, if there was different reporting out there, it would have would have saved a lot of fantasy coaches from making that selection. But. Here we are. Here we are. So um, we've got to give it to one of these guys. Who, who, who do you want to nominate as the number one? I'm gonna. I'm gonna say. Look, it's gonna to have to be Anthony Davis with the injury because um, I would have even considered picking him number one. I feel like most yep. to, um, comps he went one or two, and um, he just didn't play enough games, especially in the regular season. So sorry, Anthony Davis, but um, you're, look, you're I'll, my boss I'll look- of the year. Yeah, I'll, I'll agree with that one. Let's 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 put him through as the bust of the year. It, it sucks to say it. I never thought I would say it, but even when he was healthy, he wasn't good. Like he wasn't he wasn't Anthony Davis. He was twenty fourth um, ranking per year, um, and for a man who has been a top five consistently every single year for so like the past five years, that's just extremely disappointing. And the difference between you know a top three player and like ranked twenty four, twenty five. Is like the difference between rank twenty five and rank a hundred. You know, it's the the value is so 
concentrated on those first few players, that that drop off is is very significant. So, um, you know, you pick him in your first round, you, you've basically nearly lost your league from that that selection alone. Yeah. Um, I mean, like the points are down so much as well. Like the, the free throws percentage dropped so much, and uh, yeah, the as you free said, throws three to twenty five. Um, and that's a per game yeah. ranking. If you look at the actual, if you consider all the games he missed, um, he's yeah. 139. So yeah, that's awful. That, that really is awful. Um, so yeah, sucks if you drafted him. Nothing you could have really done because he was. I would have picked him uh, maybe first um, had I. You know, we had the James Harden news at the start of the year that was a bit unsure. So I think I had him moving up to the the top spot, or if not the top two. So you live and you learn. Um, but I don't, I want, where do you think he goes next year? Where do, where do you draft Anthony Davis next year after a season like this? He's still first round, do you think? He's definitely still first round. It's, he's just going to be yeah. probably around, I think, the second half, five to ten range. Yeah, yeah. Like, Jokic is obviously going ahead of him. Yeah. Do you take Towns ahead of him? That's a good question. Um, that's a good question. Uh, it's pretty, it'd be a flip of coin at this point. Yeah, yeah. I think I guess it depends if you want the blocks, because he's still averaged more blocks than him. But the points, rebounds, assists, threes—they're all less. Um, yeah, everything except for blocks, really, and steals. Um, so I don't know. I, I, that's that's a close one for me. I know there is a fair bit of talent in in uh, Minnesota, but so maybe, maybe, yeah, it's hard to know without knowing the rosters. But that will be interesting to see where he where he lands. Let's go into the next category, though. Um, I'll throw it over to you. This one's a bit of a tough one, I reckon. We've got sleeper of the year. So someone that we've drafted, someone that was probably drafted in the top 150, um, who came home and delivered us some high value for the entire season. Who, who have you got? Give us some names for sleeper pick of the year. So the three candidates I've nominated is um, Scary Terry, um, Chris Boucher, and oh, I like Julius Randle are my three Okay. Sleepers. I, I like all the names there. I, I had I had Scary Terry in there. I had Julius Randle in there. And I was tossing up between Boucher and another name, Rashawn Holmes, as as another sort of candidate. Um, someone who was drafted around the 100 mark, um, like in the in the pre-rankings, uh, but, but was very solid all season. Finished on a per-game basis, ranked 38. I do like Boucher. Obviously, I drafted him. He had a season ranking of 41. The only thing that made me sort of hesitant was the fact that he was so inconsistent and, you know, was injured towards the end of the year when we needed him the most. Uh, but again, you, you drafted him with your last pick. So, I don't know. I'm splitting hairs here. Um, uh, look, I'll do a point flip. Let's go with John Holmes. I think you're right. He's, he was, every game, he was putting up good numbers. Um, yeah. I, I regret not having him on my list. I, I'd put him over Chris Boucher personally. Great blocks, low turnovers, amazing field goal. Um, he played a lot of games. Um, when you consider yes. the games played, he jumps up the 30th rank for the season. So I'll give it to Rashawn Holmes. Yeah, I think I think that's where I was leaning towards just because not only the games played, but the timing of when Boucher was out. You know, yeah. The fact that he missed like the last however many games. He played that one game randomly where he scored 37, played 37 minutes and then just sat out the rest of the season as the Raptors were tanking. But, yeah, you know, he wasn't there for your fantasy playoffs. Um, so I think that's a that's a big knock to him. So who have we got? Rashawn Holmes, Julius Randle, and Scary Terry, Terry Rozier. Rozier. So I guess it's between Randle and Terry Rozier, big versus small. 
Who, who's your pick there? Um, it, my pick would have to be Terry Rozier. Um, I just think I, I was a bit of a hater. I think I, I had him on my team last season. I thought he would have a better season than he did have. Um, but this season, he just exploded. He was great. They brought a new point guard. I didn't know I knew it was going to happen. But he jumped from the 144th in the preseason up to the 33rd yeah. ranking. Just on a game, just on a stats um, baseline, so that's twenty four and four with one point three steals, pretty reasonable field goal at forty five percent, very low turnovers as well, one point nine turnovers, so it's just a turnover ratio. Great. Well, when you consider the games played, he gets boosted to the fourteenth rank for the season because he didn't miss many games. Um, he had a few forty point games. He went off. He was also even one of the most clutch players in the league in terms of close games, last five minutes. Scary Terry was a top five player on that end. So I got to give it to him. Sleeper of the year. You, sleeper of the year. I don't mind it. Um, I, I, I'm leaning more. See, I had a tough one with this one. I, I've just I'm been so impressed with Julius Randle this year. I've just been so impressed. Give him the most um, improved you know, award for the uh, regular season. Yeah, in the last month, he's ranked higher than Terry Rozier. Terry Rozier was probably drafted a bit later. We expected Lamelo Ball to take the the show away from him. He probably benefited from a couple of injuries, uh, but that's not his fault. He he did the best he could. Um, I don't know. Preseason, Julius, Julius Randle was 80. Scary Terry was 144. Maybe just because I've never never rated Julius Randle until this season. Um, maybe that's just letting me. But 25 points a game, 5.8 assists, Cal. 5.8 assists. And his free throw percentage went up to 84%. Never saw that coming. Nearly three threes a game in the, the last month well of the season. Pretty crazy. So. Like, just... Production from where you wouldn't have expected. Um, I don't know. I think I think I'm struggling. So if, if you're more confident with Rosier, I'm, I'm happy to lean that way. I think it's a close race. But if you're happy with Rosier, are we gonna we're we gonna give him the award? Uh, I think the the decider is on the preseason rank because they they both ended up. Yeah. Um, Julius Randle was you know 16th, and then Scary Terry yes. was 14th when you consider games played and stats. So. Pretty yeah. Even. Okay. So I'll give it yep. for the the preseason rank. I think. Okay, I think that's a good that's a good factor. I think the fact that you got him later in drafts, yeah, we'll we, we hand it to our man Scary Terry. Uh, obviously, I think you're drafting Julius Randle over Terry next year, um, but just for this year, uh, with a bit of luck involved with a few injuries, I think that yeah, Terry is deserving to win that. Last sort of positive award of the night, um, very prestigious award the title winning award in some some circumstances but waiver wire pick of the year so these are players that chances are unless you were a really deep league um you know these players were listed mostly outside the top 150 or or were dropped at one point and were on the waiver wire shows that we did and ads and stuff that we did um who'd turn the tide and, and came home strong at the right time or were good production throughout the whole season. So I'll throw it over to you, Cal. Give us some names for the waiver wire pickup for the year. So um, I've only really got a couple, so I'll let you throw your names in the bag. Okay. Um, so yep. I, I've got Kelly Olynyk, who um, he definitely turned yes. on at the right time. Uh, Insane. So he, he's been playing very well. And then I actually put up uh, TJ McConnell as a bit of a waiver. I love ad. it. So th- those yep. are my couple. Please feel free to throw some more names in the pool. Yes, I think those were the two clear standouts. I agree with you. I had trouble with the third one um, because TJ McConnell was just so solid in those categories all season. 
Never really saw it coming, you know. Never saw much upside hitting, but just those steals and assists, field goal percentage was just awesome. The amount of times I'd, I'd uh, look at TJ, like, like I'm looking at the box score and it's like 15 assists and three steals. It, it was crazy. Yeah. It was like, I was yeah. so impressed. I was so pissed he wasn't on my team. Yeah, just, yeah, those huge spikes, especially in a head-to-head league, like those huge spikes are just, yeah, absolutely crazy um, and very valuable to your team. Uh, we'll talk about Kelly Olynyk, I think, in a second. Uh, my, my third guy I'm going to throw out there is Thaddeus Young for the Chicago Bulls. Um, yeah, I picked him up. He was a good ad. I liked him. <laughs> he, yes, yeah, he was great. He was great. I had him for, on my team for a stretch before finally dropping him. Uh, but then, again, he came good towards the end of the season in playoff time. So, um, yeah, just keeps keeps getting it done. Like We keep, we keep writing him off. We keep thinking the Bulls are going to, you know, Larry Markinen and all these guys. But, nope. Thaddeus Young still finds a way to get minutes. Brings the assists now, as well as the defensive stats. Good field goal percentage. So uh, I'll throw his hat into the mix as well. Um, I think that the winner is pretty obvious here. Cal, do you want to do the honors? I think it's going to be Kelly for me. Like yes, Kelly I think so too. He turned it on at the right time. He had a few 11 assist games. Like his steals were through the roof. His, his overall season rank, in, considering games played, is 28th. Um, he's, he was 66th if you consider the full season, and that's coming off the bench a fair bit. Um, obviously, with Houston, he he put together some oh. crazy stats. Well, let's have a look Absolutely. at the past month. So, pretty much your yeah. your playoff time of the year for fantasy. Yeah. Um, this guy was the 22nd ranked player, putting up about 29 and five and a half assists on crazy 1.9 steals as well. Like Fuck. it's just so elite. Like. <laughs> <laughs> Can we just like highlight that again? The twenty second ranked player Kelly Olynyk in the last month, in, in like the what the? Period. F- yeah, what the fuck is that? <laughs> like who? Like I know we highlighted him on, on as an ad um, when the the trade deadline came. I think we did highlight him as a bit of a winner, but we're just like, oh yeah, I, I guess he'll he'll win a little bit. But mate, never saw this happening. Like those assists and steals. Like, where did this come from? Like, he had consistent back-to-back games, three steals, seven, eight assists, 11 assists, triple doubles. Like, what the damn hell? <laughs> <laughs> where do you draft Kelly Olenek next year? What, what do we do with this? Like, if he's, Well, he's, um, he's a free agent, I believe. So if he, is he? Okay. If he re-signs, he, he's going to make money. Uh, there's going to be people yes. asking now. So it really does depend where he goes, I think. If he's still in if Houston, he gets a, I mean, sure. I mean, is he worth a third, second round pick? <laughs> no, I'm not going to get that excited. But I think, you know, maybe, I don't know, maybe he gets in the top 100 if you, if you know he's starting or something like that, if he can put together, you know, top 22 months. But I don't know. It's so hard with a player like that. It just gets hot on a trash team. I don't know. It's going to take a bit of digesting. But obviously the clear winner in this um, in this category here. So... Shout out to Kelly Olenek, the Canadian. All right, let's, uh, let's go on to... This is probably not really a ward, but um, just want to have a chat. If you have any on your never again list. This is, this is a bit sarcastic because I, I don't really believe in never again lists because everyone's worth something at the right price, but um, people like to, to talk about it. So do you have anyone from this season who you just never going to draft ever again? There was a couple players. Um, I feel like I did go over a couple of the names before the draft this season, which was Blake Griffin and Kevin Love. And um, yeah, the value yeah. of the season was uh, proved. I think I was correct on those picks. 
Yeah, uh, I think you were. After this st- season, I'm going to have to say probably Stephen Adams, Just I would never even consider drafting ever again. Um, he was preseason ranked at 74th. And uh, even in, yep. he was getting minutes and he was still only 194th. So yep. he's definitely not a target for me in future years. Another person is um, a guy who was ranked the 69th player. Pretty much with a bit of hype though. Um, he could turn it around, but Kobe White, I just think he's probably locked into that six-man role now. So unless it's like, maybe I could pick him up in the waiver wire if I need some points. But if he's not starting, I don't see his stats ever being really contributing too much to fantasy. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I get that. I, I'll throw out some obvious names. Um, you've got Hassan Whiteside for me. I just of think course. I tried to stream him in Eric towards Bledsoe, the end of the season. Actually, as well, my honorable mention for yeah. the last I'll throw in there. <laughs> yeah, I, I was going to say his name in a second. Yeah, so he's definitely one. Um, just back on Whiteside, he's just so shit. I don't think he's... <laughs> I, I don't think he's gonna play. I don't think he's gonna play in the NBA again. Personally, I, I think I think his career's over. Um, if it didn't work on the Kings when they've got no centers, I just I don't think you're an NBA player anymore. So uh, I'm gonna say bye bye to Hassan Whiteside. I'm also gonna say goodbye to Andre Drummond. I don't think I'm ever gonna draft Andre Drummond again because I'm just worried that from here on out, I'm not sure if he's a starting NBA player. The problem is, even in backup minutes, he's still going to put up stats. But I just, I'm just worried that his name value is going to always be higher than what I'm willing to pay. So when I say never again, I just, I don't foresee myself drafting him. But say I get him at stupid value and it fits my team build, which odds are pretty low. Um, I, then I'll draft him. But I just, yeah, I really don't see that that happening. He was a 30 ranked ranked player preseason. Um, had a huge chunk of the season when he was just waiting to be traded. Um, yes, he got some minutes for the Lakers, put some huge rebound numbers, but I don't know. I, just, I don't know if the, the Lakers are going to want him back. I, I don't really know where he's going to go. He's a free agent. Um, you know, maybe sign somewhere like with Toronto or something like that. I don't know, but I just think that his name value is is too high of a price that I'm willing to pay uh, for Drummond. I don't think he's a good player. Yeah, it, it depends a bit on I guess who he re-signs with, but I, I'm I'm in I'm in your court as well. Um, yeah, it's gonna, you have to get value there, and his his free throws do hurt you so much that if he's in a reduced role, it's just not worth it. I'll, I'll throw some more names out to you just just get your opinion on on what the, where they're at. Um, John Wall, what are your thoughts on on John Wall this year? He was had a little bit of hype before the preseason, but um, you know had some moments, but. Ultimately, was a was a bit of a letdown, a bit of a disappointment. Injuries obviously were there, and also the fact that he was playing for a tanking team I mean, like, after the trade. Was he really a letdown though? I mean, he was a hundred forty seventh ranked player on a per game basis. So even if you just taken twenty points and seven assists, I mean, his field goal yeah. was, was atrocious. Yes, I mean, turnover is pretty average, but like he, he hadn't yeah, played got... the game in about two and a half years. I, I feel like maybe next season now he's got a bit more time under his belt. He looks good at moments. So I wouldn't, yeah, I wouldn't see, but, rule it out personally. But that's why he's on my. That's how why he's on my list. I, I don't know, I, like him and like Westbrook. Everyone's like, oh yeah, they're so good. Twenty points, seven assists. But you get fuck all. You know the p- percentages are crap. Yeah, you get fuck all in terms of rebounds. There's there's three and a half turnovers a game. Yeah, just maybe he's probably less of a burn on your percentages compared to Westbrook. But I don't know. I just. The injury risk in there as well. Um, I think he's declining. Depends where he ends up. I'm just, again, name value, I think pumps his value up a bit too high for me. 
Uh, but let's let's stop there. Let's let's um, put curtains on our fantasy season. Um, I just want to go through any lessons that you've learnt this year, Cal. Anything that you you've learnt throughout the year that you're going to apply next year um, uh, that you can share amongst our listeners. Obviously, we're going to be making more videos, more podcasts next season, giving our advice. But just as we have it fresh on our brains, anything that you want to throw over to the listeners as advice or lessons that you've learned? I think the one main thing from what I've learned is it's just not to underestimate healthy players. When you draft yep. someone, draft healthy players because the winner of our league, and you can you can definitely contest this, Mitch, just yes. had a healthy team. His team was healthy all season. It was, at the end of the draft, we all, we all paid out his team. We're like, your team is terrible. There's no way they're going to make it. But you know what? They were all healthy. And yeah. he ended up winning the league. It was a bit sad. My, my team was a lot better. And um, towards the end of the season, I lost a bit of my form. Um, and unfortunately, I, I got taken down in the semis. But, yeah. you know, kudos to him. He gets the championship. And I think that's probably the moral of our season. Don't underestimate yes. health. Hey, I'll, I'll back that up. Um, I'll, I'll definitely put my stamp of approval on that. Um, I'm definitely going to take a much more cautious approach when drafting injured players. Hello, Jaron Jackson Jr. and especially um, injured Memphis players because, you know, I've, I've learned my lesson there. Um, so definitely I'm going to be pegging them down a little bit. I also want to do, and and I would recommend this to you as well, Cal, because I know we talked about um, our sell-high players. Trying to be very aggressive in those sell-high players when, when possible, you know, players that like uh, Mason Plumley or an Al Horford where they're, Good older players on a struggling team. I think we need to be working very aggressive to to trade those players to get maximum value before we um before we hit the playoffs. Because I know in your team that those sort of players hurt a lot. Because come come trade deadline time, your team was looking a lot worse than what it was looking prior to when you were sort of sweeping the the league and, and dominating your matchups. So yeah, that, that's um, a good point. I Al think- Horford, I should have gotten rid of him. I uh, definitely should agree. Yeah. But Mason probably actually put up good stats in the playoffs for me. Um, yeah, but he was in and out of games, he though. Was, he was he, he was, was in and out. Yeah. So so I think I think even when you're doing really well, it's not a time to rest on your laurels. And, and, and you know, that's, that's still when you want to be making moves. Still want to be selling high, you know, maybe taking advantage of some panicking teams. So um, don't, don't rest on a good, good team. That, that would be my, my lesson as well. All right, let's move on. We're talking NBA playoffs. Exciting time of the year. So we've got most of the, the playoffs matchups um, good to go. So let's, um, let's start to, to preview them. We're going we're, we're gonna to go straight onto it. We were going to talk about overall thoughts, but I, I think we'll just go straight into the, um, the playoffs. That's the exciting thing. Let's look at the Eastern Conference first. We've got three out of our four matchups confirmed. Uh, I'm going to start with the unconfirmed one. You said Washington makes it. I said Indiana. But regardless, I don't think it changes the narrative too much. What do you think is going to be the result of this series? Um, I, it's still going to be Philly. Like It's got to be Philly, and it's probably still going to be Philly in um, probably five games would, would be my bet. It could go to six. I mean, Indiana and Washington can compete. They've got some good players there on both teams. Um, but I'd probably say in five for Philly. I'm going Philly in four. I'm bringing out the broom. I just think that... <laughs> really? I don't know. I don't, I, don't, I don't like any of these teams. I think I think Philly's locked in. They're healthy. Um, I just think they're built for playoff basketball, um, just with their size. Um, just when the game slows down, you can give it to Embiid. 
I don't see anyone from either of these teams able to stop him. Um, so I just don't think that they're going to drop a game, personally. Um, so I'm going Philly at four. And it is a big advantage to have that first seed I was mentioned because there's really a big three yeah. in the East. Yes. It's either Philly, yes. Brooklyn, or Milwaukee. You could put Miami yeah. in the mix, I guess, as well, but they're probably a tier down. So, and they're in the same, they're they're, in the same um, column. They're in the same bracket. It's so in this, yeah. That, that one they're, seed ended up being very um, beneficial. So they really should yeah. be a lock for the conference finals, you'd, you'd think, right? Yeah, I'm, I'm picking them to make the conference finals. Um, I'm, I'm interested to see who will meet them there because I think it's that series will be very matchup dependent. Uh, so I'm watching that very closely. But uh, yeah, I agree. I think they're only going to drop one, maybe two games before the conference finals personally, in my point of view. So um, yeah, I think they're pretty safe bet to make the conference finals. Let's move on to the next series. Uh, Brooklyn versus Boston. What are your thoughts here? I'm going to have my, to my say... My boss um, Celtics... Look, Jason Tatum <laughs> played very well today. I'll give him that. 50. He put up a 50. In, yeah. in an elimination... Well, not quite elimination for him, I guess. But um, one of the first ever play-in tournaments. So... Yes. That, that's promising. He stepped up. He did. Yep. He did. Um, I'm going to have to say, look, Brooklyn in five, though. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Brooklyn in five. <laughs> Saying all that, Brooklyn in five. Uh, yeah, no, I agree. I mean, I just... This... This Celtics team, man, I, I don't know. I, they frustrated me all season. There was a point at which I think we were like the fifth seed like a month ago or three like weeks a ago. Couple games above 500. Yeah, I, I know. We weren't, we weren't doing great, but I was like, okay, if we can make the fifth seed and then we can verse Atlanta or New York, all right, cool. We can get our momentum going. We'll get into the second round. Cool. We'll see anything can happen from there. We start losing, and we, we lose to teams like Oklahoma City and Detroit, and it's just, oh, it's like, what are you guys doing? Then Jalen Brown goes down, so I don't know. I, I'm, giving, I'm giving Boston one game. I reckon maybe Brooklyn will come out and win the first two or three, and we'll, we'll get a game, and yay. And then, is, <laughs> and then is there Brooklyn's any chance Jalen's going to come back, or is he just out? No, he's... No, he's, he's out. He's, he's out. I think he's out for at least three months, from what I understand. Yeah, um, right. So. Okay. Well, maybe maybe I should get the broom. Maybe I should get <laughs> the broom for this one. I thought you might. I was I was getting ready for it. Um, <laughs> no, but, gentlemen yeah. sweep. Gentlemen sweep. I think I think Brooklyn Brooklyn's a better matchup than the other two teams in the top three personally because there's there's not a dominant big which we've always struggled to guard against. I think we've got the personnel. To match up, all right, but yeah, just just no firepower, no momentum. Yeah, I just yeah, uh, hoping better for next year, uh, but we'll see. I miss Gordon Hayward. <laughs> <laughs> uh, where, where do you see where do you see Brooklyn going in the playoffs? Just as a, a general sort of thing. Um, I, I have them meeting Philly in the conference finals, and. Um... Okay, I have them in the finals as well. I have them going. Ah, okay, <laughs> early pick. All right, we'll, we'll, we might touch on that a bit earlier, but I like I like your pick. I like your pick. Things could change. Let's, I, I have the right to change my opinion, but right now, yeah. they'd be my pick for the, the Eastern right. Conference. Yeah, very interesting. Very interesting. Let's move on to Milwaukee versus Miami. Now, I reckon we'll we'll, we'll have a bit to say about this series. Your first two were a bit bit cut and dry, but it's the same series as last year. We had the upset last year, the eventual finalists in Miami toppling the number one seed. Was it number one seed at the time? Um, yep. Yeah, yeah, they're the best. Yeah. Um, best record in, in La- the whole league, including the yeah West. last year. So. Yeah, right. So it was a one v four last year. This time it's a three v six. Who have you got? 
I, I, I want to see you have first. Can I ask you first? <laughs> <laughs> sure. I think I, I think I predicted the exact same result last year. <laughs> And I'm, I'm going Milwaukee in six. Milwaukee in six. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. I'm going Milwaukee in six. Well, let me hear um, your tell. I want to hear why. <laughs> I think that Miami has taken a step back this year from the others in terms of Tyler Hero, um, Duncan Robinson. Haven't They haven't improved. I think Dragic is not the player we saw in the playoffs last year. Yes, Jimmy is still playing well. And yes, Bam is still that guy. But... I think in the playoffs last year, those, those other guys were the difference. You know, the fact they benefited from that break, I think they were extremely well coached, well disciplined, ready to play, whereas some of those other players and other teams were not. And I think Milwaukee's going to have that bad taste in their mouth. Um, they're going to come out with a point to prove. They've added Drew Holiday, who, if you compare him to Bledsoe right now, like that's just a huge cliff of a drop off between him and, and Bledsoe. So they've improved heaps there. Um, I just, I think, I think they're going to take it. Interesting. Well, um, yeah, look, the, the Drew Holiday edition is, is a big one. I'll, I'll say that. And especially because he is someone who can straight up, you know, body uh, Jimmy Butler. He's a big dude, likes to play physical. Yeah. So that, that definitely could be a difference maker. They obviously didn't have that last season. Um, but look, I'm, I'm sorry, but I'm going to have to back Miami. <laughs> it's about matchups. Playoffs is about matchups, I knew matchups, you would. Right? I, I, I knew you like, would. That's what it, and, um, and they match up. Perfectly for Milwaukee that they're made to be yep. Milwaukee. It should have been a sweep last season. That the only yeah, game yeah, that they right. won was when Giannis went down in like the second quarter, and then for some crazy reason Bledsoe decided he was a good player again, and Chris yeah. Middleton and Middleton started yeah. getting buckets, and, and Miami were a bit like shocked. Um, yeah. With Giannis in the court, they just they got dominated every game. They just got destroyed. Yeah. Um, I, well, I how many games? Like it's going to be like you still have Bam Adebayo. Great body, yep. um, the throw at um, Big Giannis. Um, they can make the wall. They have a better coach in Eric Spolstra. Are we even sure that Giannis is that much better than Jimmy? Because I know when it comes to fourth quarter, <laughs> I'm backing my boy Jimmy. He can hit free throws. Giannis can't make free throws in the clutch. It's a it's a big problem. That's what Jimmy does. Jimmy gets the free throw line if it's close. I'm I'm just gonna have to back my guy. So. I'm going. I'm yeah. going Miami in six. Miami in six. Miami in six. Okay, so you've got them dropping one more game than than last year. Yeah. Um, I just wanted to fact check. Did has Giannis' free throw percentage improved this year? No, I don't think so. Uh, or maybe marginally, but um, it's, it's pretty similar. Look, surely to what it has been. Um, let me double check that real quick. Sixty-eight point five percent for the season. Yeah, twenty twenty-one. Look at that. Are, are we really that that sure that? Giannis is that five percent. Yeah, he's, 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 he's increased five percent. Look, I, look, I understand based on like the playoffs last year, but you, you've got like it's Giannis and Tonotokounmpo. Like he's a good player. Like so is Jimmy. I know he has his. So is Jimmy. Yeah, I know he's got his issues, but but Jimmy's Jimmy's not the best shooter in the world either. Yes, he can hit his free throws, but look, I I, I just think there's you know you've got two players in terms of Bam and Jimmy. Um. I just think there's more talent on, on Milwaukee. You've got Giannis. Okay, so even if we say that Giannis and Jimmy Butler are a wash, you've got two other all-star... They're not all-stars this year, but like all-star level players in Middleton and Drew. Bam is your other all-star in Miami, but then who else do you have? Like, there's... Yeah, well, you're missing playoffs, like Darren Dragic was the other, I guess, all-star. And, and he, ha- he does turn it on in the playoffs. Like they, they rest him, they coast him. He plays bigger minutes in the playoffs. 
He, he's a big reason why Bam is kind of unlocked in the playoffs too, because that pick and pop between him is, is pretty lethal. So if he's healthy again, I'd, I'd be watching out for Goran Dragic. He is that third star on that team. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. For me, Goran Dragic is not enough to sell it. Maybe if you had Oladipo there and he didn't injure himself, um, that might have been something, but they obviously don't have him until next year. So... I don't know. We'll, we'll, we'll see how it all shakes out. We'll see how it all shakes out. But I'm, I'm just not, I'm not willing to. I think, I think reve- the revenge story is the, the story I'm going with with, with this matchup. But we'll see. I'll Maybe we'll put a bet on it. You, we'll have to watch a couple do, ones together. Do you, do you want to put some money on? Let's make it. Let's make a ball boys bet. Let's do it. Let's do it. Okay. All right. Um, 20, 20 bucks. Twenty bucks. I've got Milwaukee. Um, I'll take those odds easily. Let's go. Twenty. All right. Just, just, just one for one. All right. We'll see how we go. All right. We've got some money on the line. Here we go. I'll see, see, we'll see who's laughing at the end. All right, uh, last matchup, which is a matchup I'd never thought I'd read out uh, on the podcast at the start of the season. Um, the fourth-seeded New York Knicks versus the fifth-seeded Atlanta Hawks. Um, wow, crazy. Um, I tweeted out the other day that of all the ball boys, and I'm including you, Jermaine, and, and Mike as well, um, the New York Knicks are the highest seeded team. Um, higher than your team, Miami, higher than my Celtics, and then higher than Jermaine's Lakers, who are the, fight, the champs as well. Um, just absolutely wild scenes. Um, I'm pretty sure in our like, over-unders podcast at the start of the season, I had unders on the New York Knicks um, from memory. So anyway, big season from the Knicks. Who, who have you got in this series? This is going to be a good series, by the way. I'm going to have to watch a few games. Yeah. Um, the big question is like who 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 is the best player in this series? Is it Randall or is it Trey Young? I think it's I think it's Julius Randall. It I think Randall. I think he's the best player. Yeah. This Trey Young, it's gonna be the first time we see him in the playoffs, which will be interesting in itself. Um What's the first time a lot of people Julius have... Randall in the playoffs as like a number one option? As the the, the, the man Has yeah. he been in the playoffs um, before? So the Lakers I don't think they no, I don't think they made it with Julius. So he yeah, was always no, I don't think... in LA anyway. He, he went to yeah. New Orleans for a bit, but then um, Anthony Davis wanted to leave, and it's all a bit messy. Yeah. So yeah. So no, I, don't, I think this is, this might be his first playoffs too. I'll have to fact check that. But um, I think a lot of people have their doubts with Trey Young in the playoffs, and he'll get exposed on the defensive end. Um, I sort of agree with that statement, but maybe not in this series. I'm not sure. Um, I'm not sure who the offensive guard, maybe it's RJ Barrett or they just play really big. I'm not sure who's going to be the matchup that exploits his lack of size. But I've got, I've got Knicks in six, which, again, surprises me again. But uh, who, who have you got coming through? I've got the Knicks in seven um, is my call. I, I yep. think the Hawks do have a lot of firepower and they will win some games. You know, they've got Bagdanovich, they've got Trey Young who can John- win them some games. You- Going yeah. over, coming off the bench. I mean, John Collins and Capella's leading yeah, league in definitely... rebounds. By the way, like he's a big yeah. dude. He's making people work defensively. You know, holds yeah, the paint shot up pretty up. well. Yeah. So they're they're definitely a deeper team, but I think depth is less important in the playoffs. And I think like Tibbs is going to play his guys like forty minutes a night, like at least probably minimum. Um, so and as long as no one gets injured, um, I just think that. I'm just I'm so impressed with Julius Randle. I think that he's just going to bully his way in there. Yes, you can throw like a you know John Collins at him. He's not a bad matchup, but 
I just think he's too strong. He's he's got that shot from the three now. He can dish it. Um, I just I'm picking. I'm just picking Julius Randle to just bully his way into the second round, basically. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree. I think he is the better player in this series, and I think it might just end up being one of these series. Who's the best player? You've also got Derek Rose, by the way, who um, in the past month has really been playing very high quality basketball since he went to the Knicks. He's been playing. Yeah, has well. he? I, I've not been not been keeping m- many tabs on on. Jimmy, uh, sorry, Derek Rose, to be honest. Yeah, he's, so, he's, I guess he's been uh, putting up his points. Month, um, he's playing 29 minutes. So for a bench player, it's pretty solid. But he's putting up 18 points and five assists. Um, yeah. So, I mean, that's six man of the year, really. Um, 18 and five, that's huge. Um, yeah, that, that's pretty good numbers. Um, obviously, he's got the, the starters minutes. Field goal, 57% field goal as well. It will be good. It will be great to see him in the playoffs again. Like that's, that's pretty yeah. cool. And, and I feel um, like he will be the closer at the point guard too. So he will be closing yeah. games. So I actually am quite excited to see that. I reckon, I reckon there's going to be a huge energy just he will. as well for the, for the, no, just in general for the Knicks being in the playoffs, you know, like when was the last time we saw the Knicks in the playoffs? Like it was that one year where Melo got in there. And, and they just um, announced when, that um, half the stadium will be open to fans. So it'll be half oh, capacity. So it will be loud. It'll be going. That up. will be, that half a stadium will will carry so much noise. Like that's going to be rocking in there, I reckon. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I think that just can, that solidifies my opinion. They've got the home court, um, so yeah, I, I think looks like we're both tipping the Knicks. Let's let's move over to the West. Um, okay, we 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 predicted our our. Did you so? Did you say you reckon the Lakers? Like I know you said you wanted the Lakers to lose the first game, but do you actually think that they will? Um, if, if I'm putting money on it, I'd say I'd say they they would win. The Lakers would win. Um, okay, I just, right, I just well, want let's... them to be in the other bracket and take Utah out. Well, <laughs> well okay, for for this example, because I think the West is so interesting. Um, because there's the matchups and the teams and the, the seedings are so all over the place. Let's assume that it's Utah versus Lakers. Who do you have in that series? Lakers. <laughs> okay. And how many games? Uh, six. Okay. If it's Utah versus the Warriors, who do you have? Uh, Utah. Okay. And that'd, and, that'd, that'd and, be deep. That'd be six or seven. Um, yep. In my opinion, I'd probably say okay. six. So I'm I'm predicting the Warriors to to be the eighth seed. So I've gone in my prediction Utah versus the Warriors, and I've gone Utah in six. Um, I think, obviously, Steph, I think, is uh, he's the wild card, but I don't think he can do it over a seven-game series. I think he's good enough to get one or two games. But Utah's a good defensive team as well. Like, they're, like they're solid. Uh, I think they've got a great seven-man rotation, um, which is exactly what you want for the playoffs. Um, so I, I do like Utah. If they were to come up to the Lakers, I think it would be a competitive series, a very competitive series, but... I would have the Lakers coming out on top, uh, maybe in six games, six or so games. Yeah, well, it's only well. in the grand sense. So Utah in six against Golden State, and there'll be a lot of Curry love in those two wins. I'm sure he'll average about 40 points um, because no one else in Golden State can offensively do anything. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then otherwise, if they versus the Lakers, yeah, surely the Lakers would be favorite. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Um, do you think Utah has any chance going past the second round? Um, well, in their bracket, it's what the Clippers and the oh, Dallas Dallas Mavs. Yeah. I, I can't actually see them going up against the... I imagine it's going to be the Clippers, and that could go to seven. Yeah, 
Yeah, so, I, 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 I think that there's a... Is there another choke yeah, job? Yeah, I, I think there's a real, real situation where Utah is in the conference finals. Um, but I think, I think this West is wide open, personally. I think that a lot of teams could make it through to the finals. I think there's only three teams in the East. I think there's maybe like six teams here in the West that, that could make it through to the finals, really. Um, the Lakers are obviously, you know, they're the, the best team in terms of talent, but those injuries are a definite concern. They haven't had the runs on the board to get the chemistry going yet. And it's, you know, that's important when it comes to playoffs. It's, it's very underrated. Like just because it's LeBron and AD, you know, you've got to have that chemistry. They've got a lot of new faces there. Um, yeah. Cause they, they, they built that chemistry the with Dwight Howard last season and, you know, you yeah. had... Um, you could argue, I guess, Avery Bradley kind of pulled out before the bubble, but they still had those eight games before that to yeah. solidify another point guard. They had KCP playing well, yeah. Danny Green, like the whole season long. Yeah, Rondo, Andre you know. Drummond has, like LeBron's barely even played with Andre, and apparently he's going to be yeah. starting center. So that that is a worry. Yeah. So, yeah, as, as much talent as they have, I am, I am a little bit worried about the Lakers. Um, I would love to get Jermaine's perspective. I might chat to him between now and the next podcast and see what his see what his thoughts are, assuming they make it in. Um, let's move on to the second seed and let's talk about Phoenix. Again, we're, we're undecided on... We're not sure who's going to be the matchup here, but um, give us who do you think, depending on the matchup. So Phoenix versus Golden State will... You have to go Phoenix. I actually think Phoenix is a better team than Utah, especially really? in the playoffs. I just, I just think yeah. that team will be very good in the playoffs. Devin is a closer. Chris Paul is feisty. We know what Chris Paul brings. Um, I'm I'm very excited to see Phoenix. It's a shame they didn't get that number one seat because if they yeah. didn't get the number one seat, I probably would have picked them for the conference final. Um, yeah, but okay. the fact that they might have to go through the Lakers now is pretty pretty unfortunate. So look, they, they beat Golden State, yes, in probably, I'd say, five or six games. Um, yep. I'd probably even say five, to be honest. And then the Lakers, I'd look, you still have to back the champs. Uh, It'd be, it'd be a yeah. seven-game series, though. I, I would say that series would go to seven. Interesting. Yeah, see, I think you, you might be a bit higher on Phoenix than I am. Um, I think Utah is probably the better team. I don't know. Maybe it's just because I've seen them for longer. Um, you know, you could very well be right, you know. But I just, yeah, I don't know. I think this, this is all fresh for There's a lot of players. There's only one more win in the regular season, by the way. 51 and yeah, 50. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I, I don't know. The playoffs are just a different animal. I think that you know, teams lock in. Like it's just well, it's a big say, difference. Let's say they do so. meet Utah Phoenix. What do you reckon that would go? It's a oh, it's a six or seven game series. I think they're close. But I would pick Utah. I think if hypothetically I, I they, they Phoenix. meet, I think Phoenix would, t- would take yeah. that one. Okay. All right. Well, maybe we'll have another bet if that happens. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see. Um, but. Look, they'd have to meet in the finals. I think. Oh, the, so the conference finals for that to be be the case. But. Yeah, I think I agree. Uh, I think the Warriors can still... Yeah, Steph, I'm always going to give him at least one or two games because it's Steph and he can go off and just take a win away from a team. Yeah, and he can do it so quickly. So I'll always give him that, but he just doesn't have the help. Um, and if he, if he does, it will be an all-time sort of upset. Oh, he just needs like a um, Wiggins 30-point game and if he goes off for 40, then that's 70 points right there. You know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there you go. Yeah, You just Draymond need one, one Wiggins game out of, let's say... Yeah five games and that's that's one game that they've won did you know uh, fun facts that Draymond Green became the first player in NBA history to score uh, to have more rebounds and assists than he did points I think on like a minimum like X amount of games or whatever played that's pretty crazy to me I mean I, yeah I guess I can't think of 
anyone else really that would fit that that build he definitely um, is a, a one-of-a-kind player and um it's a, yeah. once again it's a shame that kevin durant derailed his career, career in some degree because he offensively was actually something before kevin durant left yeah. he was taking threes with confidence i haven't seen him take a confident three in years um no yeah he always no look at the room and, these days and then just another point that everyone's loving what we're seeing in steph curry we missed out on this for about three years because of kevin durant i just want to put that out there as well that's why i'm not a fan of him but anyway jeez we'll i can on. i can still i can still hear the venom in your voice uh, cow we could have we could have had this for the two previous years like let's face it yeah we could have fair enough we, it was, it was taken enough. from us mitch <laughs> Well, we'll enjoy it in the playoffs when when we see it in a in a week's time. Um, let's move on to the last. Oh, sorry, the second last um, matchup: the Denver Nuggets versus the Portland Trailblazers. I think this is going to be a fascinating series. Um, who do you have here, Cal? I reckon it's going to go seven games, and I'm going to pick Portland. Oh, said, mate, we we agree. <laughs> I, I I can't believe it. I, I picked Portland in seven too, and I was flip flopping. It's the Jamal, like I would back Denver if they had Jamal Murray, but they don't. Yeah. So that, that, that's, that was the that's point it for me. For me. They, need, they needed him. They, they need him in the playoffs. They definitely do. Look, look, Michael Porter Jr., can I just say, Michael Porter Jr. is, he's a player, man. Like he, like he was shaky at the start of the year, but, but this, the second half of the season, he has brought it. He's brought it efficiently. He is a scorer. Um, like and yeah, and he's brought the defense as well. He's long. I think he's going to shine in the playoffs. I think this is a good matchup for him. Um, so I like him. He's going to be the difference maker if he can step up and be a genuine star. It's a lot to ask for a young young player. Um, it is a lot to ask. So that's why I'm tipping Portland to win. But I think it hinges on him because Jokic is going to be Jokic. I think they've got some good role players, but I think Portland's got more firepower, more depth, um, and Dame's just a big. Big game player. Well, I'll touch on yeah, Michael Porter again. So the past month, which has pretty much been since Jamal went down, 23.5 points, 6 rebounds, shooting 55% from the field. Crazy efficient. Hitting four threes a game as well. So it, it is very yeah. impressive numbers, uh, very efficient numbers as well. And, and when you have Nikola Jokic running the offense anyway, I guess Jamal isn't as necessary. But I still get a little bit worried in the clutch line. I just love the Jamal-Jokic punch in in the clutch those they just make things happen so yeah. i'd be very interested to see what how it turns out in this series i, I like um i like norm powell as well i do actually quite like him yes for, yes for i like that addition cj is back yep. healthy now yeah so. they've got a lot of firepower Nurkic is back playing his best basketball um nearly had a five by five game the other day like you know playing really really well um, I just think that they've, again, the, the seven-man, eight-man rotation at Portland is is really, really good. Um, and, yeah, just that loss of Jamal Murray, it sucks, man. Like, because I wanted, like, they were looking like a legitimate title contenders. And they're still, you know, they could still definitely win this series. Uh, definitely wouldn't shock me um, just on the brilliance of, of Jokic. And also, they've got some good role players. But, yeah, just that, that lack of that second-star player that can go for 50 as we've seen him do in playoff games is um it's tough to come back from so does does suck uh, but i am excited to see faku in the uh, in the playoffs i do do love me a bit of faku compazzo um he's a fun player he's feisty yeah those those passes some of those passes are crazy let's let's go into the last matchup here um 
give us your pick between Clippers and Dallas Cal in how many games? Um, I'm going to have to say it will be Clippers in six, which is um, the same as last season. Um, you've got Chris Stubbs, who, I mean, I feel like he's, he's, he's always a health concern, right? He's always a health concern. I, I, I'd, have yeah. to, I'd have to tip it in their favor. Look, Kawhi Leonard, I mean, playoff P. Player P is back. <laughs> wow, what what are we going to get from from player uh, Paul George these playoffs? That's that's the question because he's uh he's had a good season, you know. He's, Great he's played good Comeback this season, season, yeah, yeah. But I think the questions are still going to be there, aren't they? After his playoffs last year. Um, now I know we're gonna we're gonna talk about our sort of early pick for finals and things like that. But um, to me, these this Clippers team. Still has the highest ceiling. Um, you know they've added players. Rondo, you've got. Um, I quite like as well. Um, I want. Do you know what's going on with Serge Ibaka? What's What's going on with him? I swear he was out with like a bad back or a sore back or something for ages. Is he? Yeah. So he played the last two games of the season. So he he is back. Um, so hopefully he plays some meaningful minutes in the playoffs. Cause I think that's, that's another big addition. I rate him a little bit more than I do. Um, Trez Harrell. Yep. I, so, I totally agree. Uh, he's, he's a definitely a better player kind of player. So yes, they're, they're a better squad than last season. Uh, I think that's what it yeah. comes down to. And they have an, a legitimate point guard and, um, in Rondo to close out games and run actual plays for them. Cause Pat yeah. Bev, you can throw in there for 25 minutes, but, um, Offensively, things can get a bit stuck yeah. at times. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree with that. Um, on, on the Dallas side of things, like they're they're kind of the same team. Like, there's not too much difference. Um, a few of their players have gotten better. I've liked what I've seen from Brunson this year. Um, even uh, someone like a Dorian Finney-Smith has had good moments, playing good defense, hitting threes. But I just there's, there's nothing that really excites them. They're going to go as far as Luca takes them, and I just don't think it's enough against this sort of team. Um, like last year, I think he's going to play well enough to win a game or two. But in the end, they're just going to they're going to fall to the depth and, and star power of the Clippers. So um, I'm picking them in six, the Clippers in six, just like you are. Uh, maybe even five. I don't know. I feel like the Clippers team is better and the, the, the Dallas team is worse this year. So um, I could... Yeah, actually, no, I'm going to go five on, on second thought. I think they're going to get one game. All right, so let's let's close it out here. We're going we're gonna to talk about who we think is going to make the conference finals and then eventually the finals. We're, obviously, we have the right to change this, but um, we will see um, as we go along. But let's just make some bold predictions now. Let's just start in the East. Who do we think is going to meet in the conference finals? I think, obviously, you've kind of already given away your answers. I did. So I'd, I'd Philly versus Brooklyn. And um, yeah. do, do you want me to... I've already said, I think, Brooklyn at this point, yeah. I would pick to make the finals. Yeah, okay. I think... See, this is where I find it really tough because at the matchups... So, obviously, Brooklyn and Milwaukee will win if it goes the way I think. If it's Brooklyn and Miami, the way you think... Regardless, I think if everyone's healthy, Brooklyn wins that series. So I think I agree in, in that matchup. Something's making me lean towards Philadelphia, though. I don't know. I think it maybe it's just a matchup with Embiid. I don't know who guards Embiid in that Brooklyn team. And I think that 
Philly have got some guys to throw at those perimeter players. So I think I'm actually leaning towards Philadelphia at this stage, um, just based on matchups. I know it's going away from the star power, but I don't know. I don't, there's something about this Brooklyn team that I'm a bit worried about. They've had injuries throughout the season. They haven't had too many games where everyone's played together. I feel like it's a bit of a mishmash of personalities. Um, and I just feel like this Philadelphia team is just on a... Like, they're just... They're focused. They all have the same goals. They all understand what's going on. Um, so I'm just tipping Philly at this stage. It's going to be a good series. I'm looking forward to that one. And I'm really looking forward to a Brooklyn-Milwaukee um, series as well. Only if it happened, but it will obviously be Brooklyn and Miami, considering uh, Miami will beat them. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. That, that, that'll, be the, that'll be the upside. If my Miami team does go down... I would love to see a Brooklyn-Milwaukee series. So that is a slight upside. <laughs> okay, <laughs> yeah. That's your, cons- that's your consolation prize when you, when you lose your money. It is. It is. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, let's, let's head over west. Um, who do you think is going to make the conference finals, um, depending on how things pan out? It's, ha- it's harder with this one because we don't know where the Lakers are going to be. They're 7th or 8th or... But um, yeah, just, let's, let's take a stab at it. Who do, who do you reckon? Yeah, that, that's what makes it a lot harder because... Um, oh, man... I kind of really do like Phoenix, but look, if the Lakers do go up against Phoenix, uh, I think it's probably going to be a Lakers Clippers. Is what right, I'd yeah. uh, imagine it, it would be. So, and and, I, so, and then it, so, if that did happen, well, it'd be a good series. Well, you get the Battle of LA finally. So wait, for that to happen, the Lakers would need to come in as the. They beat. Fe- they'd be seventh, so they beat Phoenix. And oh then, yeah, and true. Then they'd yep. have to beat Portland in my prediction. And they'd go up against yep. the Clippers, who would have just beaten Utah um, to make the yeah. conference finals. So it'll be a four versus a... seven conference finals. Yeah, wow, <laughs> that'd be weird. Um, <laughs> I mean, it makes sense though. They're probably the two teams we, we would have picked at the start of the year. Uh, I'm, I'm probably going to agree with you there. I think the the team I can see getting there for me is Utah. Um, it, it really depends on the matchups and if I predict. Because then it would be Utah versus Clippers in this case, um, if our predictions go through. And I can see, I don't know, just like that Clipper curse, man. I don't know, like maybe they <laughs> collapse again. And I don't know. I just, I mean, I would hate to see it because I personally, I'm, I'm kind of rooting for the Clippers because I'm sick of everyone hating on them and and you know they're the little brothers. I, I want to see them have their moment. But um, yeah, I don't know. I, I really like this Utah team um, personally. I don't know. I don't, I'm not sold with Denver, Portland. Uh, you know they've got an outside shot if they if everything clicks. I like their sort of top six or seven players, but I think it's hard to go against the the Lakers and Clippers. I'm, I'm more confident with the Clippers than I am with the Lakers, and for that reason, I've got the Clippers going to the finals this year over the Lakers. Um, yeah, I actually I do I would back them as well. So in, in the Battle of LA, yeah. I would actually have the Clippers going through at this point in time. Yeah, I, I rate it. Um, I think, yeah, they're, they're a better team. I think these Lakers are not as good as last year. They've had the injuries. The, the chemistry won't be there. So I, I'm, I'm not confident, really, in the Lakers getting to the conference finals. I just don't know who it is that knocks them off, really. Um, but it wouldn't shock me if they get knocked off in you know the first or second round, really, just based on rust, based on chemistry. Um, yeah, I, I can see that happening. Or I can see LeBron just, you know, being LeBron and just making it work. So it's, it, it, I can see it going either way. So in our prediction, you've got Clippers versus Brooklyn. Who, who do you take in that matchup? 
Um, oh man, that'd be a good series. Oh, that would be there's lots of firepower in that series. I don't know. Oh jeez, I'd probably have to say Brooklyn. Yeah, they make it to the finals. I- Surely it's clicking at that point offensively that they're yeah. right? <laughs> yeah, I, I think so. I think I think they'd have a lot of momentum. Um, yeah, I think I think if that was the matchup for me, I would I would pick Brooklyn. To me, I think whoever comes out of the East wins. Uh, I've just been so impressed with those three teams. Um, wow. So I think in my West. wow. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. This year, I, I know the West is all even, but I just like these these teams in the East. So I think I think for my prediction. I think it's Philadelphia, um, but I would I would back Brooklyn or Philly over a Clippers team. I think particularly if it is a Clippers, um, they've got a better matchup with with Embiid. You can you can put Ben Simmons on Kawhi. You can you can get Toby Harris. They've got the size to sort of guard those wings. So um, I think they're going to shine when it comes to to playoff basketball, uh, which is not something we we would have said last year. But the the start of last year. We did have them as the, one of the top teams, so I think they're just showing what they're capable of at this point. Doc Rivers has done a great job, um, so I'm, I guess it sounds like it sounds like I'm pretty bloody high on these Philadelphia 76ers. So uh, we'll see how it all shakes out. I'll, I'll say um, just before I'll say favorite sleeper team um, for each conference for the East. I'll have Miami, who would end, have to end up going through Milwaukee and then Brooklyn and then Philly for them to make the finals. Yeah. That'd be crazy. They'd have to topple all three. Yeah, <laughs> all three big giants. So that, that'd yeah. be huge. And then in, in the West, my sleeper would actually be Phoenix um, to win it all. Are they, are they a sleeper if they're the number two well, seed? Like, no one's real. Like I think they are. I think they are a bit of a sleeper. Yeah, uh, it's weird to say because like, yeah, okay, the Lakers, but they're the seventh seed, no but really they're not the sleeper. I'd, ac- I'd accept Utah as a sleeper for the for the victory as well. Yeah. Even though they're number one. They're <laughs> I'd say I'd say Portland is a sleeper for me. I like I like Portland. They're finally I, healthy. I do like they're finally healthy. They're healthy. They've got firepower. They've got a great starting five. Um, you got players like Cantor and that coming off the bench. So I like I like Portland, um, but realistically, I, I don't see it happening. But if I was to pick a sleeper, that would be them. Alrighty, well that will do it for us today. Uh, as always, if you like what you're hearing, give us a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts. If you're listening along on YouTube, subscribe, like the video. Um, follow us along at Ball Boys NBA on Twitter. And we're, we're tweeting things out all the time, uh, or at least I am, um, talking shit, giving you fantasy advice during the fantasy season. I'll be sitting back, relaxing, watching my Celtics get pumped by the Brooklyn Nets. <laughs> um, so lots of good commentary there. Stay in tune to see who wins our bet and we will catch you guys next time. See ya.